What the fuck? What happened to Ivy's thing? God damn it, we already have a technical <gasps> difficulty things. What about I'm so sorry. I had it all set. I'm so sorry. I had it all set. Oh god. I'm, I'm oh god. Oh god. Oh god. I'm so sorry. Oh, she's done. I, listen, <laughs> I break a lot of things, alright? So, like, please bear with me. But I had it set. And then I don't know what the hell happened. We were so, all like, excited that we finally had it. Bear with me. How about this? No, what we're gonna do? We're gonna put like the twerking little thing right there. Are you okay with that, Ivy? That we just have oh. the twerking thing. Look at me doing my exercises. <laughs> Bam. Oh, yeah. Okay, well that's happening. I'm gonna fix this shit. Um, uh, okay. Dive in, I please. Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> I need to fix. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Lasers and Lace. You've got here, Mel, sweet, 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 Delana, because I, I can't sing. Come on. Welcome. <laughs> Still not. What hell? What the hell? Oh, we're going to be so formal. I start singing and we suddenly like super draw people. Whoops. <laughs> and sometimes rain. Subscribe for free on Twitch TV with Prime Gaming. Lasers and lasers. Yup, so we <laughs> had all these cool raiders, and then uh, they ninja'd them when I started singing. So, rip. Oh, no. Sorry, guys. That is Redline. Redline made us our fantastic intro because he loves us dearly. Yes. He loves us enough to trust us on his show. <laughs> he brought us over to the New Eden Post. He doesn't know what he's done. Mm. You know. But, uh, anyways, we are here to talk about 3D printing. Because it's cool. And you can make things appear in 3D space. So you can only look at it on a computer screen and it's magical. And you guys are actually going to get to hear Delana talk today because she's super excited about this topic and she's going to talk more than I am today. I've been so excited for like the past week because, I mean, first of all, y'all can tell that I'm not in my usual place because I'm at my apartment away from all the people in my house that have coronavirus. So I dragged my entire computer and my entire 3D printer to my apartment so that I could make sure I had everything ready for today. So she can be Rona free. <laughs> yeah, because like my parents are, they both got it, but they're okay. But they got like the antibody treatment, which is like magical. But like since they qualified for it, so like me and my brother, we wouldn't get shit. Yeah. They're just like, deal Bunch with of it. Losers. Bunch of and, losers. Like, you young people, you don't get it. We were probably Welcome back to reality, Ivy, by the way. Hmm? Welcome back to the stream. Oh, I'm actually here. Yeah, I fixed yeah. it. Yeah. See, like somebody said, I make up so quick today because I was like, I kept looking because I actually have lighting here, and I was just like, wow, I need to put stuff on my face because normally I'm like in the dark because I don't. We're getting have... ready, and she's like, oh my god, I need to go fix my eyebrows. Oh my god, I need to go put on eyeliner. Oh my god, and she kept running back to the bathroom. So who are these people? <laughs> well, we are lasers and lace. We are on New Eden's post, and you get to deal with us tonight. So hey, thank you very much for the subscribe. We really do appreciate that. Yep. Um. So, yeah, that's Ivy, or uh, known uh, properly in Eve is Pandora Singularity from Six Empire. Um, we have the lovely Dilana Evo from Pandemic Horde. 
I am Mal Elicon from New Eden's most okayest C4 Wormhole Corp. Pause party. And then we are joined by the lovely Arachnos Bloodfeather. And I just realized your name tag is off and that is bothering me. Um, <laughs> so don't mind me. Just Her OCD is going a little crazy. A little bit. Listen. Look, it's there is everybody. a disturbing lack of felines. I don't think she yes. brought the feline. Listen, I, I did not bring the cat because she probably would have screamed the entire time driving between my house and my apartment. And then she probably would have hit under the bed for the whole time. So I was like, I'm not going to stress out the old fat lady, um, which is my cat. Which I guess that's nice that you decided not to stress out the old fat lady. Yeah, because, like, just driving her five minutes to the vet, you'd think that we're, like, murdering her. Wow! So, I'm like, I'm just not gonna have her in my car doing that for an hour. <laughs> um, That's fair. Yeah, and, uh, should you buy a miniature CNC milling machine? Yes. And actually, sure, I'm going to get uh, two of my local friends, um, code is in creature they're in this their cnc um working space right now and uh, code is, is like the 3d printer master so i'm going to try to get him to chime in a little bit later once they're done doing whatever but code is actually i bought my current printer from him and he helped fix the other one that was demonic and possessed i think he had to get some holy water on it but they, they can do that sometimes yeah yeah, it was manufactured incorrectly from China, and it just, it was, it was bad. I um, bought a printer from China, and it didn't work. What do, boss? What do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's basically what it did, but it, it literally, like, try, tried to print by itself when nobody was near it. So. It is what it is. But just, <gasps> okay, 3D printing. We've got the guests. Okay. We've got the people. Uh chitter chatter 3d uh, printing 101 Arachnos, tell us about tell us about yourself sure um so this is my second time on the show but i also do the basic introduction um uh eve uh my background uh, is just solo player i've been going a little bit around the world right now and going and flying with test uh, partial caps as of right now uh that might change very soon anyways um and so uh uh, out of game, what I've been doing is uh, just meeting people, and I had uh, access to a 3D printer at work. And I, what's what's a better thing to do for meetup than to make something for for people you're about to meet, right? Um, so from there, it just started in, in trying to make more and more interesting and more complex things over time. And so the uh, the interest grew into a straight up hobby. Um, that's what I like to do, even though it can be considered a job for a lot of people. Um, that's that's what actually what I like to do for fun. Uh, and so from there, got a lot of experience learning about different machines, different technologies, uh, different ways to make cool stuff so that uh, I can basically learn over time and uh, get, get basically acquire knowledge on the topic so I can help others not only just with the stuff I give them, but also make their own stuff at home. So uh, I, I, I'd be glad to provide some advice as well if anyone's interested. Oh, by the way, he did print this lovely Nyx for me at Eve North now like almost two years ago but, uh, but yeah it's very lovely because this is one of my favorite ships because I have my Nyx named Stevie because I'm funny but yeah I, I love my little Nyx because that was before I 
I don't know if I even had my printer working by that point, so it's just like at least I had something printed. Although now I have some things going on my own. But um, so Arachnos, what got you interested in the first place for 3D printing? Well, the main thing was that I had access to one machine like that for work, um, and so it it's not like it's extremely expensive. Um, the plastic that was available at the time was just PLA, um, which is like $30 for a kilo. Uh, and the spaceship that is printed is mostly air because it's it's not completely full. It's usually pretty hollow. Um, so if, if you're trying to make something that looks really nice, like you're trying to create a replica of your favorite ship and it ends up costing like $3 in plastic, just, even if it fails a few times, just go ahead and try it until it works, right? Um, so I started by making a rattlesnake, uh, which was at the time my favorite ship. Learned that I cannot paint anything ever, uh, <laughs> but I've gotten better over time. Um, and so, yeah, from there, it's just move on to how can I like add lights? How can I make it like more shiny? How do, how do certain plastics work better for certain things? And um, just trying to, to, to get better at it. Cool. I'm so jealous of that because I think it wasn't until after I graduated from college that my college actually got a 3D printing lab. I was so jealous because like that definitely did not exist until after I graduated and I went into the library or something and I saw they had that. I'm like, what did they? Right. Even though the technology is completely new, like it's existed for like 40 years almost, um, the, the thing that makes it like blow up all of a sudden is that there were patents that were preventing basically easy access to them. Um, so now that those patents are away and everyone can chime in, a lot of more, a lot more creativity is involved into making the machines and sharing them and getting new ideas. So what used to be uh, like a million dollar industry can be basically produced out of a $200 machine, right? So uh, of course, it, it just, it's a weird timing, but it, it sort of blew up not too long ago. Yeah, because I, I just feel like, yeah, it's only within the few years, the last few years that I even like, heard about this stuff. I mean, at first it was just like a cool, like cool curiosity. It's like, oh, a little 3D printed thing. And now I could just see it everywhere. And then there's like all these new uses for it, like, like 3D printed house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and all these other little things you can 3D print parts for all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So um, let's see, I have all of my little things lined up. You know, 3D printed rocket engines. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, one of the main advantages is that uh, when compared to traditional manufacturing, you can basically create a lot more complex city in your parts. You can make parts that don't really need to be assembled because it's just one chunk that couldn't be manufactured in, through regular means. So um, you, you, let's say like for a specific engine, I think it, they moved on from like over 200 parts to only 11 uh, by going to 3D printing. So even though 3D printing metal is not quite, a, quite there yet, or at least not uh, available for everyone yet. Uh, still, yeah, it's moving up pretty quickly. So, um, when it comes to like three D printing and everything, obviously uh, you said like you know what got you into it and all that. Now, as someone, obviously you, uh, the viewers have noticed, I haven't really been talking because I know fuck all about three D printing. <laughs> like so, and I assume like other people watching are like the fuck. 3D printing, the fuck is this shit? Like, do you have any tips, tricks, anything, like any advice um, that, like, what type of software do you use? Ivy, I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. you could contribute to that. Same with you, Dalena. All about that type of stuff, about, like, the type of different software you guys do use. So, uh, I know 
when I do have more finances and everything, should have fucking bought that GameStop uh, stocks. Um, <laughs> I would like, I, I plan to invest in 3D printing because I plan to use it like for obviously print Eve spaceships, but also cosmic stuff. So like, right. do, you have any, do you have any like tips, tricks or anything? Well, I think it's fair to say that we might have come from slightly different backgrounds. Uh, I feel like it's not uh, it's not exactly something that gets taught in school easy yet, right? So it's it's still relatively new. So um, I think it's it, it would be a good idea for all of us to explain the process we go through individually because there's different machines, there's different software. Um, sure, some are more popular than others, but uh, I think it's fair to say that some people will just go, "This I'm using this plastic on this machine, go. And others will really play with the settings to make sure that they get like the, the exact level of detail that they really need for some reason. Um, so yeah, uh, if someone wants to go first, go right ahead. Otherwise, uh, I can take the lead on this one. Um, well, I'll just, I'll just jump in first. <laughs> so first, I mean, I just kind of jumped into it just blind to start with. I think I just saw like on Amazon Prime Day, there was a, a 3D printer for really cheap. So I just bought that. I just kind of jumped into it blindly. But now I feel like, I mean, there's such a big community and there's a lot of people that are willing to help you. So I think there's like joining the community and just asking like, what's a good printer within a certain budget range and um, just asking for recommendations like that, or at least looking on websites that might list good. Cause I mean, I, this printer seemed to have decent reviews on Amazon, but I mean, like I've mentioned, it was manufactured wrong. The, the, the motherboard was just bad and then they even sent me a replacement one and that one didn't work either. So I had to get uh, my friend Codis to replace like half the parts for it to even work. And he's like, yeah, this will last you like a year. I'm like, okay. But then he uh, he sold me this new one, which is the Creality CR10. Um, he's He got me a good, good deal on it because he was upgrading. And uh, it's a much better quality printer. I, I probably used like a bunch of my stimulus check for it. So um, it depends on like just starting with what printer you want, what your budget. I mean, obviously, usually you want to start with something not super expensive because if you're just getting into it and you're just printing like this is the traditional first thing that 3D printers always print. It's called a Benchy. The little boat. So cute. And it's a bloody torture test. Yeah, it's basically just a test like different um, features that would be in a print, like overhangs and holes. So you could see like a little hole right there. And then like there's a little thing on the bottom to make sure like, like I have this one that failed. Actually, there was a bunch of spaghetti on the top because it actually lost adhesion to the bed because you could tell how the bottom of this looks kind of crappy so it just started printing all over the place because this became unstuck from the flat surface so it's just a good way to just test things out and um and this is all pla um and i have these are little calibration cubes another little basic thing like just starting small uh, xyz on it um let's see what else and just like finding other little things like Thingiverse has so many free 3D files. Like you just look up anything. I'm like, I feel like printing the Nintendo 64 logo. And then 
I made it real. Now, wait, did you print, like, sorry, paint that? I actually did not. I had, um, I had a, a, it was a whole pack that I bought off Amazon that had four different colors of filament. It had, like, the, yeah, the red, yellow, green, blue, and this one file had all of these different parts separated by a color. Like, oh, there's really? some printers that you can print with multiple colors, but my, my printers don't, so... Um, you just print, like, the blue parts mm -hmm. at a time, and then just, like, the green ones, and then... And all then all the greens, and then so on, and so on, and so on, and, and then, then you, you just, construct it. Yeah, you just okay. assemble it all together like a 3D puzzle. Okay. Now, like, what... Now, what types of programs are you guys using, like, for when designing and or, like, uh, uploading? Because, like, somehow I could relate is because for like the stuff I used to do for cosplay that I plan to get back into I don't know caught it I don't know if any of y'all have heard of Peppercura but it's papercraft so oh, yeah. I had like the 2d file of this printed it out and then like constructed this all my own so obviously I have this program that it shows the 3d model on one side and then like the 2d like how the page layout and everything like what type of program do you guys use um i assume that there's multiple there's different anything like that so, um if i can just make, take the lead for this one for a little bit um so there's a few different ways to approach uh for someone that has little to no experience um going straight to uh something like uh, just designing your own model from scratch and then uh, trying to, to get down to printer could be a little bit difficult, a little bit challenging. Um, 3D printing usually is a lot is, is tend to, tends to be a little bit more forgiving than some other pieces of software. Like CNC milling usually uh, needs very very specific requirements and how the piece of this is designed. Um, so if you're trying to make a helmet, for example, uh, you might find that well, if you just have the outer shape. It's going to just be a solid block, right? You need to also have it designed so that it also has like an inner layer that is not directly adjacent to the inner uh, the outer layer, because you'd have like some parts that are so thin that it barely prints, or maybe the software might not even recognize that there should be any plastic there at all. Um, so yeah, so the part itself needs to be sort of designed for three D printing in mind. Um, if you go on Thingiverse, you'll find a lot of great 3D models. Some of them are not really great for 3D printing, or right? like you might look up for a, a Ferrari, like something like that. Um, so a lot of cars, for example, that are there look awesome and they're ripped straight from like Need for Speed or uh, one of the more recent games that have really, really high quality vehicles. Problem is some extremely fine details tend to just lower the quality of the print overall because it, that it's like if, let's say that you have like a, just a tiny blip on one side, um, the printer's going to try to put plastic there. It's not really going to stick to anything because it's so tiny. And then the printer's going to move somewhere else, leave that blip behind, and it's just going to be stuck on like the set of the door. So, um, um, uh, sorry to interrupt. So, I, I'm just go ahead. quickly looking at thing, uh, like Thingiverse, and like yes. some of y'all are going to fucking cringe, but it's like Pinterest, but for 3D printing. Am I right? I'd even go as far as to say YouTube for 3D printing. Okay, um, okay, that's so that's it's much instead better. of videos, it's models. It's just shapes. Everyone can contribute. Okay. Everyone can take each other's stuff and rip it off and just make their own versions. You just need to really respect that. Someone so it's like an open source 3D printing. Exactly. Okay, that's that's some awesome. of the models are more used for like 3D modeling for like Blender when you're trying to create a nice scene or something like that. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, some of the shapes are maybe not ideal for that. Um, but a lot of them, I, I'd say actually the great majority of them are. Um, so once you have a shape, 
all you need is going piece it uh, like put it through a piece of software that is called a slicer just turns a 3d model into a bunch of layers mm -hmm. um the in the settings you can mess with basically anything like how fast it, the printer moves how hot the plastic should get uh how hot the, the like bed like the, the build plate should be um you can mess with a whole lot of settings uh, including like how thick each layer is. Mm -hmm. Like you can make them really thick. So the, like, let's say printing a cube. So the sides are going to look kind of wavy or weird, but at the same time, you're also going to get, oh, okay, that's, uh, uh, I don't know if we're uh, going to be able to see that uh, very well in stream. Uh, uh, right, so this uh, is, I don't know this how... is a slicer. Oh, sorry. Just Did a minute, I, just minute. I may be able to fix this. Just give me a minute. I can stop. <laughs> no, I didn't no, know it was no, going to No, no, I can fix up. this. I can fix wow. this. GitHub, GitHub is actually a, a pretty good comparison as well. Uh, um, yeah, I was going to go for YouTube, Bear which is a bit more common, or a bit <laughs> well-known. Uh, but yeah, actually, GitHub is a great comparison. Um, so yeah, no, everyone no, can put participate. It back, put it back. <laughs> no, so stream is, put it back. Uh, is borked. What? Put it back! Move it back! Uh, she was using it to make the thing. There. Right, just a second. All right, great. I didn't know that actually moving it... Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. So, yeah, just, this, she was actually showing it to the people. Uh, yeah, so this is a, a, a basilisk inside the uh, the slicer. So um, as you can see here at the bottom right, big, big old button is slice. Um, so it's going to try to turn the shape into instructions for the machines. Um, if you don't play with the settings at all, you're going to get something that usually looks pretty decent. But if you're trying to print something very specific, like this model here, um, you can see that it seems to have a lot of very, very small, thin uh, like really small parts, very small details as well. Okay. Um, and that usually the kind of stuff that prevents you from just going like, like putting the the, the model in, print, go, and get the final result. Um, so some parts can be made uh, easier than others. Um, but yeah, this is probably a good example of of uh, what not to print first. Oh, obviously. It might take, yeah, it might take a little bit of, of getting used to. Yeah, because uh, the okay. other thing is, um, see, I have all the settings here. Um, for a lot of things that are overhanging, you would have to enable, um, supports. where is it? The supports right here. So what this would actually look like is this, which all of the blue stuff would be the supports. Like you see how much, like that's all extra plastic. Yeah. And, um, so oh. that is, that is no good. Cause, um, if I just a material color it would just be a solid block like this and then and that's where different types of printers and stuff come in handy too. so potato mode sort of um well actually the way the supports are made is usually that they tend to be a little bit easier to break than your model so when you try to rip them off usually it's the support that come off and not mm -hmm. the model itself uh, but depending on what you're trying to print sometimes it's the opposite so um, in some some instances it's usually a good idea testing, to consider testing. maybe splitting the model Okay, so I'm gonna um, stop this because I want to show. Well, oh yeah. first, actually, what I ended up doing with this model, she actually had a lot of bazzy parts to this. But, um, see, this is the bottom part that I did. I actually just had to. And this yep. is another great example of, like, this is a really detailed ship that um, different types of printers would print way more easily. Like, for example, if I were to slap that into my resin printer, I wouldn't even worry about cutting it apart. I would just stick it in and print. Yeah. Now, that brings me on to the question about, like, okay, so, like, a basic 
Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So there's different types of printers where the base stays there and then the printer head moves, or that the base moves and the printer head stays there. And then also there's a resin printer as well, correct? Yes. In theory, we could talk about actually seven large branches of, or like seven large families of 3D printing. Oh, okay. Um, the kind that uses filament is one kind or is a part of, of a group in particular. And um, so basically the, the kind that we're seeing here where if you zoom in, you'd be able to see that uh, up close, it really looks like just a bunch of, of lines. Uh, a great way to explain it is for someone who hasn't seen it, is that it's a, uh, instead of thinking of it like a complex machine, it's basically sort of like an automatic it's, hot glue gun. It's a hot glue gun on steroids. Exactly. Yeah, it really is. It's just automatic. It just needs to follow a specific path and that's about it. So um, basically it just creates the shape over time. The platform doesn't really need to move as if the extruder can move in uh, two different axes um, or at least maybe even three depending on the, the model you're going for. Um, uh, but different technologies can use different materials, which brings up uh, yeah, the resin is a little bit more interesting because what it can do, um, well, well, okay, so if we talk about why resin is interesting, we need to talk about why specifically that kind of resin is used. Um, it's a material that is like a squishy glue, um, but the magic part about it is that it's going to harden when it's exposed to UV rays. So if you can control accurately for each layer where that UV ray goes, um, you can get some very fine details. Um, so something that basically is a, is a drawback of using filament printers, like the one we're seeing here, is that the finish on the is going to look a little bit like this. So if your goal is to get like a very, very detailed model, like the basilisk to get uh, like all of its details out and not look like a bunch of stacks on top of each other, um, it might be a good idea to invest into a resin printer instead. And so, here is a resin printer. Here yeah, is a hell. Uh, oh, normal view. Yeah, I'll stop. I can stop the share. Right. Okay. There you are. Right. Oh, now we're back. I, I have to move the, the you twerking. I need to move the twerk, yeah. <laughs> Just a second. So yeah. So the resin definitely has advantages when it comes to the quality, both in the surface finish and the precision that you can get. Um, some resin printers use uh, lasers, um, uh, so that would be most, mostly like SLA printers, that's what that's what they're called. Uh, some stuff like Formlabs tends to be a little bit more affordable, uh, where it's a, just laser that goes, instead of going like point by point, it just, it's, it's a lot more accurate, though it prints slower. Um, uh, something that is even more affordable is one that instead of using a laser, it's just like, an, like a regular screen, right? But it, instead of displaying light, it displays UV ray. And so, instead of going for um, the accuracy of a laser, you instead go for the amount of pixels that you can cram into that screen. Um, so it's still a lot more accurate than the traditional filament printers, um, but it can also like light up the entire layer at once. And layers can be very, very thin actually. So if, if we're talking about the kind that I've used, I think it goes as low as 25 microns, which is- Yeah, I'm not 100% sure what my printer actually does to be beautiful. Be completely honest but again i know that i can do and i don't know how well my camera is going to pick this up but somebody did a file of a baby yoda in a ring which i have now just dropped but Wait, i printed sorry, it out what? the baby yoda on a ring as a ring as a what it's a ring it's a ring for your finger but it's baby yoda oh okay but i don't know how <laughs> my camera is i was thinking of something different but this is where the resin versus the FDM, like the detail on this, even though the camera is not the greatest, it is absolutely 
phenomenal. Okay. Now. Let's see, my layer heights are 0.2 millimeters. Yeah, so that's five layers per millimeter, so you can still see them relatively easily, uh, whereas resin can go, um, so half, maybe quarter, so one eighth of that, so eight, eight times as many layers as the print that I described. Um, so at that point, it's kind of hard to see, not necessarily completely invisible, depends on the model you're printing. Uh, but yeah, so if you're going, if you if your goal is to get something like uh, you might have seen on Twitter, hopefully the mixed uh, reality um, uh, models, the spaceships made by them. Mm -hmm. I can just get one of them. I've seen some of these babies. Uh, so basically, resin prints that come with color already added into the mix. Um, yeah, you get those very very smooth finishes, and so. Uh, if your goal is to make something like an EVE spaceship, I guess it's a better starting point. Um, all the amount of materials that are available to you are slightly reduced by the fact that it needs to be a resin that hardens with you specifically. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, let me show my completed basilisk. Oh, yeah. Sexy. And then, okay. so how did you print that one? So, this, I printed it in six different parts. So I had just the main body of it. I took like these side panels off and I literally just sliced it in half through the middle like this. Mm -hmm. Cause I printed each part facing straight up, up and down, and then just glued it into the middle. So, so the wings, instead of them standing vertical, you had them horizontal and then printed. And then you cut, like you cut out the supports on the bottom and then you would like sand them and all that. Well, I, I don't have my sanding here, because you, you could, it, it's kind of hard to see on here, but you can kind of see the layer line Yeah. a little bit. Um, and I can see where you cut it in half. Yeah, see the oh. little line right there. Um, like, and here's, here's, again, FDM. So here's the, like, the same printer that Delana uses, the CR10. So CR10, here's, you know, Aphrodite, which is, somebody stole it off of, uh, Whichever museum the statue is from, but you can see the layer lines. Mm -hmm. I mean, your legs and not her boobs, but you can see the layer lines if you look at her close enough. Um, mind you, the print turned out freaking phenomenal. I printed this over two and a half days because I wanted it to be perfect. Whereas resin, like this is skulls upon skulls into a skull. This guy took all of half an hour to print. And the detail that in this compared to this is equivalent, but this guy took two and a half bloody days. Now, is it because, like, since that is so spread out, and like, compared to, like, the statue being just so close, like, sorry, like, all, all together, or, like, what would create the difference in that? It's, at the end of the day, it's the technology and the way that they are going. Again, this guy's a hot glue gun on steroids. This guy is UV lights and a platform just slowly raising as the UV lights go ding, 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 so, and get sorry, the, the liquid to harden in each area. The skull was a resin printer, correct? Resin printer, yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. If both of them were made with filament, uh, you'd probably find that the skull took a lot longer, actually. Probably, yeah. Because but you this can the area that it has to cover. Yeah. But yeah, he's, so. he's hollow. He's got a hole in the bottom, so it weighs like nothing mm -hmm. huh. yeah and uh my little bazzy i know there's definitely some 
uh, details that it didn't even bother printing because they were too small. Like one of the little the little panels actually has this little bit right here sticking out, this little antenna, and the other one just it actually just came off. Like it was just too small, and I just touched it a little bit, and it just it snapped off. So there's some things, and there's some things on the little face right here. Hey, Zhao, don't give us ideas of what to do to poor Philippe, because we will. Don't we even will. at me. <laughs> we now, will. Now, now, since we are an Eve talk show, obviously we've been talking about Bazzies and all that shit, what would you say has been, like, the more for ship model? I see, like, uh, Arachnos, like, is, like, breaking what? out his fucking trig costume, what? which I've, I've seen firsthand. It's fucking amazing. But, like... <laughs> Ship-wise, like, what has been, like, some of the most in intricate... Sorry, I can't speak. But, like, most in intricate stuff. And then also that has... Uh, that you've seen or done personally to include, like, uh, a, a functionality between, like, for example, a Rourke. You know, when it goes into indie mode, the containers on the side rotate. Okay, Ivy, I see you holding that, but, like... This thing was a bitch to yep. print. Even on the original. What is that? A nid? It's a hell. Oh, because of the thing. character of the ship design, like these things, they're so paper thin mm -hmm. that every time I tried doing them on my, my FDM printer, fail. Spaghetti mess. Even on the resin printer, this guy took me like three attempts before it finally freaking printed and was beautiful. So this is a great example of something that even though the model looks awesome, uh, printing it is a different story entirely. Um, mm -hmm. So in that case, if because I, I managed to print a hell, it took me several days worth of work to just work on the model to make it printable for FDM. And you'd need to really play with the, the model itself. So if you don't really have any 3D modeling experience, it can be really challenging to go for some of the more extreme holes in the game. Oh, yeah, um, obviously. Yeah. It's like you're not going to go fucking balls deep into something right away. Yeah, don't go. Don't start regulating is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I will need to actually pick your brain about uh, something else, uh, mm -hmm. ship model-wise, because I need help printing it, because it keeps printing with a slicer error, and I've tried putting it through NetFab and everything, but it's, it's still just, it's the bane of my existence, and I need to get it printed, so mm -hmm. I'm going to send it to you to, to work your magic. Sounds good. Uh, but to answer Mal's earlier question about the hardest thing, or the, the, the thing that seems the most impossible to print, um, so you mentioned the... It's um, a lot the, of like, Bazzy! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Oracle is pretty difficult, um, mostly because if you take a look at it, if you really zoom in, uh, the containers aren't really touching anything. So no, Oh yeah, they're all yeah. in like suspension or whatever, in-game. Yeah, sort of. Um, so you'd need to really reinforce those, or like, even if you're printing like with nylon reinforced with carbon fiber, it's gonna be really easy to break. Um, so uh, you'd need to really play with the model to get it to work. And even mm -hmm. then, if you want to add rotation to it, it's not going to be that neat. Um, or if you are going to add re rotation to it, you're going to need to spend a lot of hours to, to really mm -hmm. add the, the, the proper gears and make sure, make sure that all the angles are right. And so yeah, uh, so that's not something I've, I've decided to do. Uh, if we're talking about the hardest ship to print, I think the one that I spent the most work um, trying to play with was uh, actually a trilogy ship. The, I tried to print a tie mat, um, which was basically a red mat, uh, just painted differently. Um, so, uh, I mean, this, this is not sugarcoated, it's a red but gold. Um, so, yeah, so that I think was the, the one that was the most challenging because it, it, 
it, the models, I, I mean, I feel like if you compare the more, the older models with the newer ones, um, the, I feel like the design philosophy has changed a little bit. So some of the parts tend to f be a little bit more floaty. You should um, just like CCP's like, okay, I made this ship and now I need to make another okay. ship. Let's just steal they this ship and. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, they reuse a lot of some bits. So um, uh, uh, if, if you were it, to take a what specific. Is it? Mo part, Moa, Moa, Gila's like. Well, yeah, that's a good example. Um, but yeah, so if we uh, if we look at something like. That's a good idea. So let's take a look at the background here. So the Nestor, for example. You can see that it's one solid chunk, right? Here, um, just a minute. Uh, so it's something that doesn't really, uh, really have a lot of weird geometry. Um, if you were to take a look at, let's say, uh, Ragnarok, uh, all the plating bits are separate. All the connections are weird. All the uh, the little bits are basically independent shapes. Uh, trying to print them as one is basically impossible. Even in a resin printer, it can be very challenging to make sure they, they work because when you have supports and you need to remove them, you have to cut them off. If you apply any like sort of like tearing force, they're the gone. Armor plates, yeah, they are, the armor plate's gone with it, right? And uh, you know you gotta tank, you gotta armor tank your uh, your rags because otherwise they're shit. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> you need to make sure that uh, some of the models have some work done. Uh, in my case, I think it was probably a Triglavian ship, um, but. Uh, as as I mentioned, yeah, definitely the uh, the hell is a, is a tough one for sure. I, I cursed that darn ship. Yeah, cause um, where I got my ship model, it's like a um, somebody actually took all of the files from in game, like the ship files in game, and he just has it on a a little repository. Yeah, which um, I'm gonna link to Twitch chat shortly. It's yeah, which files, is good. GitHub. It's amazing. Basically, everything's there, including turrets, uh, stations, basically anything that you could dream of. It is there. Yeah, but the thing is, they're there as they are in the game. So any floaty bits will be floating. <laughs> so, like, there are some parts of, on the Bazzi that is like, is, they're literally not even connected to anything. So if you try to print it as is, the printers be like, this is not attached to anything. I can't do anything with this. So then when you try to slice it, it's not. it's just not going to be there. The printer's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll print that, no problem. And then you go and look at the spaghetti you've got in the morning, and you're like, what the hell? And it's like, no, that didn't work. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had to cut this little this thing up. How many how many pieces did you end up putting that Bazzi into? It was six. Six. And also, this Bazzi is brought to you by Gorilla Glue. That's how it, um, which has been pretty good, because this little side panels were very delicate to glue on because it's so I had the main body in halves then each little panel and then the little panels had little arms so that's like the six pieces so I had to be very careful with gluing the arm to the panel and then the arm to the, to the side because as the model is there's just like this tiny little point of contact on the side right here where it glues on to so I had to make sure like I just put a ton of, of glue on it to make sure it's stuck and you can see on this part um it was crooked Were so her fingers stuck to the model <laughs> i was very very close i know that really pain like, but not several from 3D occasions. printing from but the, um yeah i tried pain. adjusting this part and it snapped off so that's why there's like a big space right here <laughs> so there's some other things like you really have to be careful with these parts because some of them can be very delicate and 
you breathe on it and it snaps in half. Oh, so, but uh, yeah, I'm very proud of this print. It's at least um kind of preliminary, I know, but I'm just it's um it's the vital shift skin for it. So it's just going. I'm just going to paint little red lines. And maybe eventually I'll get it to be like to have LEDs in it because the vital shift skin in game, when you go into warp, the lines change from red to blue, which looks really neat. And I'm like, every time I'm like, oh, that's so cool. It's my favorite skin for the Bazzi. So, um, and I know it usually has a Kaldari symbol up on here on the little panels. So, um, which that's my next part. Which skin? The Vital Shift. Thank you. What's it called? Vital Here, Shift Eco. Something, something like that. But I, I love that skin. I always call it the little black dress of the Basilisk. Yes. <laughs> so Agent Black there asked a question: Is there a three D printing service that I can upload the files and they'll ship them to me? Uh, um, so yes, that's well, a yeah, thing. All kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah. So you'll find that available in uh, in many different ways. Um, either through like local Facebook groups, like hey, I have this printer, uh, I'll print this for you uh, for cheap. Um, and also, there are companies that do that. Um, like for example, if you're in Canada, there's Voxel Factory that offers prints with uh, various machines, uh, with three of the main branches of, of uh, 3D printing. So that would be for filaments, for um, resins, and well, resins that harden with light, and for powders uh, that basically fuse together with uh, lasers. Again, magic. Now, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay, well, yeah, so uh, to, to fully answer the question, you'll find people locally through small groups. Um, if, if there's a library nearby, they also usually have 3D printers nowadays because they can be pretty this is silent. true. Uh, so if, if you want to try your hand at it, I, I actually recommend you do that first before trying to get a company to make that for you. Um, but uh, as I'm as mentioned, some of the files themselves, some of the ships can't really be edited very well, or ra rather can be printed well, so you'd need to edit them. Uh, and a lot of printing services are not file or shape editing services. Uh, modeling services are usually a little bit separate. Um, so depending on some of them, it, it's possible that they, the services will just take it and, and send to you. But some of them are a little bit trickier than that. So it depends on what you're trying to do. So like oh. I, ju I just took a little, sorry, um, a little search. Like there, for example, there's 3dhubs.com with online 3D printer service. Upload a CAD file for an instant 3D printing quote. Order 3D prints there's for prototyping so and many production in less than two minutes. Lead time for four, from four days. So, um, Try yeah. local Facebook groups and stuff first because the actual like professionals they're gonna charge you an arm and a leg. I was gonna yeah, say, like, if I were to um, get something printed like that, my printer couldn't do. I'd probably ask my friend Codis. Yeah, only um, an hour away, and he's got some crazy machines. So Derigzen says, or Fab Labs. I don't know what that is, but I was gonna say, um, it, uh, up here in Ottawa, the Ottawa Public Library, some of them actually have 3D printers that you can... Oh my god, I fucked up the goddamn motherfucker. I'm so sorry. And that's that's how um, I got started, to be brutally honest, into 3D printing. I uh, discovered myself as the unfortunate recipient of a super nasty dog attack. Uh, and I had nothing to do with my time, so I went over to my local library to get some books the one day. And they had a 3D printer, and I 
um, decided that my very first 3D printing task was I was going to 3D print myself an Iron Man mask. And not just the mask, like the full helmet and everything, uh, but the, the library would only let you rent out the 3D printer for four hours at a time. So I had to do it in pieces. Um, so 27 pieces later, uh, it was finally finished, but it was something for me that one, it got me out of the house when I was going stir crazy because I couldn't do anything. Uh, but it was kind of like a sanity break. Like, I don't, I don't know if the other people can relate, but being able to watch something that you want to build get brought to life layer by layer by layer. And yeah, I guess sometimes it's like watching paint dry, but it's, it's, it's therapeutic to a point. And then from there, like I'm, I've always been a crafty person. Like you guys know, I'm always doing some sort of arts and crafts on the show. So uh, here I am rolling paper flowers. But again, it was my local library that happened to have um, a, a Cricut paper cutter. It does paper, vinyl, leather, wood. It, it does the whole thing. And I'm turning spaghetti noodles of cardstock into pretty flowers. So it's like. 3D printing, I, def I, I would definitely say, is a venue into once you've learned how to do that skill, it, it opens up so many other possibilities of where you can go with it. Like, I never would have thought about doing vinyl printing or half the crap I'm doing now, but it all started with 3D printing, which, you know, four or five years ago was super expensive and I never would have considered it. But here I am now, I have four in my basement. Uh, and I have a cricket uh, paper cutter sitting right beside me. Last I, I have heard, a small Ivy, problem. you had three 3D printers. Mm. Huh? Ivy has a problem. <laughs> this is actually an intervention. This is not the... Uh, Guys, no. welcome viewers. We're all going to express our concerns with Okay, so I'd like to remind you that all that cool, awesome swag, while yes, Philippe was a part of it, all those oh, little pods, all those pods... That was me at the time on one printer, Oof. and I spent hours and hours printing those pods because I love you, community. <laughs> so I needed more, so I can bring you more swag. I mean, that's if fair. there's yeah, if there's one main downside to 3D printing in general, it's that it's not really ideal for large quantities or large volumes. Um, so, the, well, I, I depending on your settings, you can really change the uh, the speed at which you print. You can change if you make all the layers a lot bigger. You it'll take much less time to uh, far less but time. But your to, quality, your but quality suffers. Um, there's a lot of things you can do. Uh, yeah, basically, the the higher the quality, the lower the speed. Uh, yeah, print time. Um, so if you want to go for something that looks good, like a small pod. Like, I have, still have Ivy's right here. Hold on, just a second. I'm gonna get it. It's made with rainbow filament, which makes it magical. All right. Oh my god. So rainbow even filament. a small pod, uh, yeah, there you go. So uh, it's a, it's a, basically, a, a filament is basically just a long strand of plastic. Um, and it's different colors. It's rainbows. If, while making that filament, they change the, the pigments used. Oh my god, that's awesome. Eventually it's going to change color, right? So if, if you have that going mid-print, then you've got something that goes from... Green Bless the green print. screen, just picking the shit. Yeah, up. sorry about that. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> All right, so yeah, it looks probably a little bit cursed, but yeah, trust me, it's beautiful. Um, so it goes from green to yellow to orange to red. Um, so if you can get something like that, 
quite, yeah, so I'm feeling that should take at least three hours. That's uh, really fucking cool. Like so yeah, and it's those, awesome, but... And those guys, I had, like, people were like, oh, well, why don't you load your printer and just do, like, eight of them at once? I couldn't. I had nope. to do max four of them at a time, because any more, and they would knock themselves over, they would, you know, one would pop off and then bang into another one. So the magic number was four. Four was safe to print at a time. I printed out 200 of them, people. Four at a time. That thing must have been running 24-7. It was. It was. Jesus Christ, women. And I'm dedicated to you guys. I know, and we appreciate that, Ivy. You know that. Even the little twerky emoji above you is very grateful. I don't know it. why he's been humping my head this entire show. <laughs> so, Jao says, what to buy printed genopod? Which is the other thing. Um... I don't have these on me because I gave them to people for Christmas, but I do have, I did get all these different fancy colored filaments. Um, I just got a gold filament. He was shiny, pulling out all his pods right now. Shiny gold. I mean, I could, I could go like color by color or I could just bring out a bag. I have an obscene amount right here, so. Why, why do you have so many pods? Y'all talking about 3D printing. It's a great I'm test for like, like, okay. Can I just interrupt everything and be like, and, and brag about how awesome the pod is? Okay, so hear me up. The pod, awesome. Let me explain why. So uh, it's the bottom part, if you print it vertically like this, um, it's kind of weird because it, it'll need so many supports. Because um, the way the, the printer works, it's, it starts at the bottom and goes slowly to the top. So when it reaches this height right about there, when it gets suddenly much wider, um, well, the plastic, when it gets placed there, it's gonna fall to the ground, right? It needs some supports to be there. Um, and so the pod is a great way to test a printer, more than, maybe even more so than a bench, in my opinion, because there is a lot of different things that this can tell us. Um, you can test your supports with the bottom parts. Of course, it's not huge, but it's still a great way to do it. Um, and uh, one of the great tests is uh, the speed at which the printer goes and uh, how, how long does it need to take a break. Because when it reaches the top, it goes just in a circle for a few times, just barely going up every time it does that. So it doesn't really leave any time for the the, the heat to just go away from the plastic. Um, so if you do a print, you just print a small test pod, and it gets very mushy on top, um, that's a great indication that you're uh, you need to either slow down the printer or uh, maybe play with minimum time settings so that each layer takes like the printer gives it each layer just a little bit of time to cool down. Um, so. Yeah. The pod is what I've been using when I've been testing a new filament or testing a new printer or calibrating it. Um, this is what I go for. Uh, so it's not really on purpose, but you end up th these these can add up pretty quickly if you have to work with 3D printers. Yeah, that's um, true. So in, in my case, I have a lot of them um, that are eventually going to be given away, of course, to attendees of Eve North because why not? Because also pods aren't necessarily useful on a regular day basis um so yeah uh, it's, it's my pleasure to give them away and know that they were also used to calibrate 3d printers <laughs> um darazen adam savage just mentioned the other day that for some of the films he did they had like 10 printers 24 7 in peril yeah again yeah. like i trained my dad how to reset my printer so that it was never not running while i was at work so the moment they heard the beep he knew to come down clear the platform and hit start again on the printer and it would do the entire process all over again, all eight and a half hours of it. So the printer was running nonstop for like two and a half months. And then I was like, Hey, let's add more. And my mother's like, 
we're adding more. And I'm like, yes, more print, more printers. And Rundell says, we send to print houses for work sometimes. Companies who have warehouse floors for printers just running 24-7. That's my bedroom right now. I, I kid you not, there's my bed. And then at the foot of my bed is my four printers. Because while I'm sleeping, if something goes wrong, my printer's alarm. And I'm, I'm, I have a problem, people. I really do. My sentence is an intervention. Um, yeah, so uh, a lot of printers have sensors that can help detect when something goes wrong. Um, sometimes the part beep? gets knocked over. Yes, some, some of them will beep. Some of them uh, go on silent mode and just stop, uh, which is also an option. Uh, if you need to sleep, that's definitely helpful. Um, so yes, having- Sleeps uh, for the week, come I mean, on. It, it has its uses, let's put it this way. Yeah. On stream, you shall see. This is an ornament. Yeah that I made for Christmas with my really pretty sparkly red filament. Oh, those were pretty, your cats? Oh, uh, well, oh, I the ornament made, ones. Uh, the ornament ones, which were actually made using vase mode, oh. which is a different way that the slicer can process your file. If it's something like that, which is roughly symmetrical and it's kind of just vase shaped, mm -hmm. um, instead of doing layer by layer with something in the middle, it literally just spirals from the bottom to the top. Now there's, so there's nothing in the middle of it. It's literally just like a vase shape. They're hollow, they're really squishy. Yeah, so I have, you have to handle it very carefully. Cause what's, I, I, what? What's that smushy filament, Philippe? Is, is it TPU? TPU? Yep. like, So yeah, some, some filaments are a lot, well, they have different properties. Um, TPU is the one that you'd use to make anything that needs to be squishy. The cool thing about it is that you can change the squishiness. Not well, you can get different filament manufacturers, of course, and some of them are squishier than others. But uh, you can change the squishiness through your your slicer settings, uh, which might not make a lot of sense until you consider that you can play with how many layers are used to make the perimeter, the outside of your shape. So if you're putting a cube and you just have one layer outside everything. Uh, it's going to be very easy to squish. If there's three layers, it's something a little bit, it's got a different toughness to it. Um, so you can change the mechanical properties of your parts through its slicer as well. So that can take a little bit of, of playing around with, depending on what you're trying to make. If you need some gears or stuff that acts like springs, of course, that might take a little bit of a few different tries. Uh, but yeah, TPU is really awesome for that use. Now, what slicer are you using, Delana? I use Cura, which... Have um... you tried anything else? Well, I have, well, Kira is like the, is fairly basic uh, slicer that um, if you could just take a file from Thingiverse, throw it into Kira, and as long as Kira likes it and it has no problems with the, with the pieces, you can just print it, like, what do you, what, what, what you have to end up doing, sorry, English, um, you just, <laughs> You have to take a little SD card like you would use in your camera. We can and, we can swap to French for you if it's easier being down in Nolly. Sleep. So I put it on my SD card and it's just on my USB plug. So you save the file from Cura onto the SD card, plug it into the printer, and then it prints. Um, mesh mixer is something I actually just got. It helps you like um, edit the file a little bit more, but it's still like it's not super complicated. Um, but it has like some more functionality with like how you want to mess with the shapes. Um, if I really want to get technical, I have 3DX 
3DS Max, which is a directly a 3D um, processing software where you can literally just draw. That's like when you want to really get into the nitty gritty of 3D modeling. Now I have this because I was doing some 3D modeling classes online when I was in a kind of crappy job and I wanted to at least do something that I felt like could be productive, like it could be something you do for fun, but also like since I'm now in, uh, well, my degree is in engineering, but my, my job is now also in engineering. And there are some 3D modeling of parts for, you know, the machinery at the refinery. Um, so it can go from there, but this is like um, 3ds Max. I did use that for uh, for some things when I really want to get to get down into like editing each little polygon and face of the the model. Which, if you don't know what you're doing, you go very wrong when you're trying to get it um, to actually print. Yeah, been there, done that. Because if it's not manifold, then the printer does not like that. Yeah, the slicer doesn't like and the printer's See, just gonna I'm, be like, I'm Fuck. playing with that Kyle GitHub. Um, I'm, I'm actually trying to work on an Archon model, model. And the model looks fantastic. But when it actually prints, at the top of the second kind of jut outward, there's a big hole there. There's just nothing there. Um, but when you look at the slice, it's like, well, it's supposed to have a top. But when it goes to print, the printer's like, nope, no top for you. So I've tried putting it through NetFlab. It doesn't want to fix it, and that's my dilemma for you, Philippe. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, see, like, Philippe, I guess you'd have to, you know, go in, and sometimes you got to get somebody to to fix little yep, so things there's on a lot it. Of, so. Yeah, there's a lot of software that can do that. Um, the ones you mentioned are, are, are usually optimized to go for slicers um, so that you can get the, the best 3D prints as possible. Um, I've learned some other pieces of software you might be familiar with, SolidWorks, um, which is more engineering level. Um, but Have you tried Blender that... or Maya? But that's Maya? the thing. Some, well, Maya is a little bit more professional. I I, uh, I played with the free version for a little bit, but, uh, well, yeah, it, it expires. Um, so there are some free software that can be used for 3D editing that are not meant, or that are not supposed to be 3D or related to 3D printing, um, but actually can work fairly well. Um, so Blender is one that has so many uses that I feel like um, if you learn, if you want to get into 3D printing, um, I'd recommend you get at least some of the basics of how to manipulate the Blender interface. Because from that point onward, if you go like, ah, eh, 3D printing is boring for me. I want to do 2D animation. You can keep using Blender. If you want to learn how to do shaders and compositing for, to create like photorealistic scenes, you can stick with Blender. Uh, if you want to make props for video games, you can stick with Blender. Um, so Blender is actually a really useful tool for more than one reason. Uh, and so it's free! That, yeah, and it's completely free. That's the main part. <laughs> um, and there are add-ons and supports that help make sure that it, it really works. Um, but yeah, so if you are completely, completely new to uh, 3D modeling, um, there's something that comes for free, uh, pre-installed basically with any Windows 10 device, which is called 3D Builder. That's I love I'm... that thing. Okay. I love that thing. So it is the most intuitive piece of software for 3D editing I've ever seen. So it's just basic shapes. You can squeeze them, you can turn them, and you can place them. It's mostly it. Um, but you can also import 2D images that are black and white and create 3D shapes out of that. Uh, you can basically, it's actually, 
deceptively powerful if you know exactly how to use it. Uh, but at the at its base level, you can create something that looks like a house if you've never touched it under a minute. Uh, and you, I, basically, I have given that to um, high school students, and it is very easy to pick up. Um, so if you want to get some bases into that, uh, that could be a, a thing to look into, because so, it's probably pre-installed on your computer already. Uh, but yeah, so Blender is a good, good way to look at it. Um, otherwise, you could also take a look at more professional or more engineering level software like um, uh, Fusion 360, which is uh, also available for, and uh, something that is, I, I'd argue, possibly more powerful. Uh, one of its main advantages is that you're not building by looking at the part and going, eh, that looks good. You just go, this needs to be exactly this long with this exact angle, like place it properly according to my exact specification. So if you have some kind of plan to work with, whether you're trying to print a spaceship or something that is actually functional for your house, like you're repairing something and you need a piece of plastic that has the right shape, um, then I guess maybe going for something more like Fusion would be a good way to do it. Uh, it appears that Mal has found something new to put on the screen. Um, let's um, take a look. Still mind a dancing Evie. <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't know. I think if works too. Yeah. The faces I was just making, but I never even opened. I mean, I have it's um, Paint 3D. Oh, I have yeah. on my system, which is it, it just came with Windows 10. I know there's 3D Viewer, but there's Paint 3D, and I'm like, I just opened it. I've never even looked at it before, and they have like some 3D files that they just have already. I'm just looking at a sunflower, and I'm just like turning it around. I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> like, this actually has a, a surprising amount of things going on in this program for something that literally just comes with Windows. Look at Philippe, you've blown somebody else's mind. Well, again, I apologize, guys. I'm sitting here rolling paper flowers because it's for something I'm working on, and I have to do, like, 80 of them, and they take me a while each because, you know, I'm crafty like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, so of course, after a while, you might get sick of that. And let's say you have like a, let's say you're asking, for, you're trying to make something huge, and you need maximum detail because you really care about the the ship and you want it to look good. Uh, and it takes two days to print. You've got a lot of time on your hands. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, making flowers, awesome choice. Roll some paper flowers, yeah. So I was just looking at flowers in this isn't it program I'm like isn't Whoa. it sad that all my printers are currently running and i'm like yep such a shame I, I still have other things i should be printing right now and i have no printers to print them hmm. so i've been but looking at like my next i deserve another print. printer right i deserve another one <laughs> i need another one guys can i can i get another one let's stick with four for a little bit nah ivy get another one you know you yeah. want to it's also almost the biggest problem now for me now that I have 3D printers is like, what am I going to print? Um, it was easy around Christmas because I was just making ornaments. And well, then, I made like, a killing around Christmas because people were like, can you help me do my Christmas presents? I'm like, yeah, sure. 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for my uncle who really likes Ferraris, I know we, we actually brought up cars, but I had to be careful with this print. But um because somebody had a, um, it was a model, it was a Ferrari uh, Berlinetta F12. I don't know, but it looked nice. And I'm like, I because my uncle actually has a Ferrari California, but they didn't have that model. And I'm like, I'm not about to whip up a car model from scratch because I'm not, <laughs> that's just not going to be, I didn't have that kind of time. 
so I just found this Ferrari F12, whatever. Like, I'm gonna print this. And luckily, they, whoever put the model up actually had it somewhat optimized for um, 3D printing. So it, it came out okay. I used the, the sparkly red filament, so it was nice and pretty because I wasn't about to start painting a lot of stuff either. Although I did fill in like the, the windows with the black paint. Um, the, the tires are printed out separately with the black filament. And then I just glued it all together and I made a little base for it. I actually made a little base in 3DS Max, just like a little trapezoidal prism, as you would say. It just kind of flares out at it's the bottom. so cute and birdie. So, um, and he, my uncle really seemed to like it because I wanted to do something that, like, cause we, were, we, like we were just unique, doing, like, a right? little, um, kind of, like, secret Santa kind of deal within the family. So, so, like, something that was below 30 bucks. Like, I got a cool book and a pair of socks. So I was like, you yeah, know, that's cool. And we were just keeping it simple because we weren't meeting for Christmas for, like, the first time in forever. So some things were getting flown out to my family members who live in, like, Connecticut or whatever. So we were keeping it fairly small. But, um, yeah, I made a little car for my uncle, and he loved that. And I made some little, like, low-poly cats figurines for my grandma because she loves cat stuff she has glass figurines all over her house of cats and she and now she's them. got plastic yeah now she has plastic cats because she hasn't had plastic cats so she loved that so just some little things like just handmade things even if it's just like you know a little low poly cat that you saw in thingiverse and it took an hour to print and then but um some people just love that kind of thing, and, and it blows their mind when you try to explain, like, how a 3D printer even works. Although now that I understand it, it's just, like, seems pretty simple. Yeah, it's just, like, a hot glue gun on steroids that just does a layer and then does a layer, does a layer. Or if you do it in vase mode, it goes around and around and around. But, uh, it's super neat, and I'm gonna keep printing stuff and now I'm just gonna have like I'm gonna spend all of my money on filament so that I can keep printing stuff. Alana brought up an, an interesting point which is paint um, because you might think well certain it seems like th th those plastics are, have weird names that I'm not familiar with like what the hell is ASA what the hell is TPU um, what kind of paints can be used with that basically anything actually um acrylic they paints, paint so nicely too like they paint is paint. very fun um the, the basically what is considered highest grade is tamiya paint but if you have some i'm not sure if the word in english is still gouache but if you have now basically any paint just just slap it on there and, with the same and make sure not to get it everywhere would the same type of paint that you use for like warhammer miniatures work for that as well Dude, I use dollar yes, store paint. That's... It works great. Oh, okay. <laughs> Basically the same thing, yeah. Um, actually, if you take a look at, let's say you're going to a hobby shop and you find like D&D miniatures, mm. some of them were, were probably 3D printed on. Oh, most. I know yeah. some people that are yeah. actually now 3D printing their Warhammer guys instead of like, you know, forking out the hundreds of dollars for them. Yeah. Tricky part I, is still getting the models, but once you have that, you can make thousands. Yeah. I, I, I may or may not have been asked to make some uh, Blood Angel commanders and stuff like that from my honey on the resin printer. But he's got to wait in line because there's orders ahead of him. <laughs> so yeah, I need to start designing some stuff, make myself a little business. 
And uh, I haven't even gotten to the paint thing yet, but that's one thing I need to get into. Because I know, like, there's some things, like, if you really want to make a fancy model, you could, um, you use sandpaper to sand down. If you have the layer lines, make it really smooth, and then you have primer that you put on it before you paint it, and then, um, you put the stuff over, paint to really finish it, to give it a finish, and to make sure that the paint doesn't get damaged. Um, so that you can get really fancy with, with painting it, which I need to, um, start messing with once I can go to art and if you or something. and if you go to like the cosplay level um people who are like 3d printing their stuff and then painting them like some of the things these people are doing like an, I saw one guy with an Iron Man suit and his print was so nice and the paint job on it was just mwah. like that was some pretty kick and the whole thing 3d printed weighed next to nothing like awesome yeah, I saw on the 3D printing subreddit. That's another good resource for a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, this is true. 3D printing on Reddit. But somebody yeah, 3D printed the entire suit of... Um, I don't know, I haven't seen some of the later um, Iron Man, but like Pepper's suit. Oh, her rescue suit, yeah. Yeah, like it was her suit, but it had like the lights on it and everything. Like it looked like it came straight out of the movie. Yeah. And it was all 3D printed and painted and they were actually wearing it it is like it looks like she was you know just stepped out of filming it like some and of this stuff is impressive and it's even cooler when some of these people have them like electronically rigged where they press a button on like their hand or something and then their face mask opens or um like you see inside some of these people like they've got little fans and everything going to keep them cool while we're wearing these like the amount of electronics and that that people can do in these things with just 3d printing is phenomenal Absolutely. Um, so something that I've run into is that if you want to get something that has light or electronics in there, um, well, you need to either work really long on the model to make sure that it's hollow to have the right dimensions to hold the batteries and to hold the LEDs and uh, the plastic itself needs to be transparent so the, the light can shine through or, uh, or have actual holes in there. Um, so yeah, depending on what you're trying to do, uh, you might need to really play with the model. Or uh, in the case of something I did recently, you might have seen on Reddit, I made a Myrmidon. Um, so the Myrm is, is really thin, so it's not really ideal to have anything that comes out of it. Uh, but I went in, I went out to find some uh, glow-in-the-dark glue, uh, or not glue, just paint. Uh, so glow-in-the-dark basically makes it look like uh, you just put it like it's the... the I was gonna say, if you want glow-in-the-dark filament, friend, you just let me know. I got a whole roll, but I'm not using. Uh, that sounds interesting, uh, but yeah, uh, so I linked a gallery here so if you want to take a look at it. So instead I went with lights in the base, so the, uh, the the bottom looks like the upwell structure with like the four projectors going into the middle. Um, so yeah, so um, you can, you can if, if the model is too thin, it doesn't really allow anything. Like if you're trying to print uh, a Garmer or, uh, or something, then you might not be able to get anything to work with it. But if you use the environment around it like a base or a structure that can illuminate for you, uh, yeah, you, you remove some of those constraints and you can get something that still looks pretty awesome. Yeah, I just found a model actually just before we went live. I don't know, Mal, if you can throw it out on there. Uh, but like, this is one of the things I need to print next. And they actually made it so that, um, yeah, that it, you could put LEDs in it and it should be, um, 
trace pan enough, and they they put a pattern on it so that it would have little holes for the light to go through. Um, the line is so excited. It's yeah. so it's so funny because um, my friend Creature, who runs his uh, 3D printing uh, Discord server, he uses this as his icon, and. Um, Working on yeah, so it is called the fuck octopus. It is an octopus with all with a bunch of its tentacles all doing this, and it is wonderful. And somebody did a remix of it on Thingiverse from the original file to make it so that it, yeah, it could have the little holes to show <laughs> an LED. Through. It's pretty great because like I don't know. It's awesome. We know. It really it is, yeah. So just stick the right model in the, the right plastic and you can get there for sure. Oh, there we go. I know. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> Which I love that thing. I saw it because I was just looking for the, that file. Because it actually has the, yeah, the shape in the back that is just one thing doing this. Um. Because on Thingiverse, there you, you go. Can it's see the model. It's a nightlight for your children now. Yes, oh, look at the lovely. I would, <laughs> I would love that as a nightlight. Like, like here, here, other, like, look at that, look at that. That's amazing. And then it's just like, what's? Uh, do you know what? When I see that, it reminds me of that uh, Samuel Jackson. Go the fuck to sleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can see on um, on Thingiverse, you can actually view the 3D file like in 3D view, so you can rotate it and see in the back that it, there is the hole in the back of the model to let the line, the light shine through it. Let so the that light shine the, in. Yeah, the, the one <laughs> middle finger. Oh god. <laughs> this fun. is what people can do with art. This is and what it was all about. Yeah, yeah this, um. is, this is all what it's about to make an octopus looking off everybody. Cool. Right. So, uh, so, um, we're gonna start wrapping up, guys. Yeah, I love you all to pieces. Yeah, because I don't know if you can top that. I mean, like, we're, 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 oh, look, 404 is here. But the uh, we found, found him. The printer's all found. But we're gonna do a special thank you. Thank you so much, Philippe, for taking oh. the time yet again to come out. You're Where's like the, the resident, uh, Eve North Triglavian, so I'm like, I need printer dude, come with me. Um, so, you know. Oh, that was, he's it, doing, he's good. It was uh, even better, because on the pub crawl, like, he didn't even sign up as his name, like, he wrote it all in Triglavian, like, he learned the triangle language, people. Yeah, actually, but, on the pub crawl video, I hadn't fin figured it out yet, but now I do, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I just want to say, guys, again, thank you to everybody who stuck around and, and listened to us go on and on and on about 3D printing and all, and all the excitement. Like, actually, Delana got super excited and, like, she was chatty Cathy tonight, so <laughs> we're going to do more of this. But, yeah. next Yep. Thank you very much to everyone. Like, I just said, thank you very <laughs> much for everyone that did, uh, come out and everything. Next week, we have a very serious topic, uh, coming up and everything. I don't know if we want to say if we want to say what we're, we're doing. We're gonna do what's important to us, guys. And again, my name is Pandora Singularity. I am with the Sixth Empire, and the Broadcast for Reps movement is very near and dear to my community's heart. And I know it is very near and dear to my co-hosts' hearts. Uh, and we 
believe that it is a topic that needs to be discussed more than one time a year. Um, so we are going to next Thursday be discussing broadcast for reps, and we're we're gonna go we're gonna go talk about that. And again, is it only about the war and Eve and who's shooting who? No, because Eve is not just shooting space pickle picks pixels pickle. Oh my god, but space pickles, space pickles. All I can think of is my daughter's t-shirt now. I'm a pickle! Um, but Eve is also the community, and the community has proven time and time again that even though we're complete and utter a-holes in game, we are there for each other out of game. So we're going to talk about broadcast for reps. We're going to talk about the things that matter to us and the avenues that are available to you when you need them. And... And also, just another thing is that a lot of people, I've, I've noticed multiple times, people tonight were like, the fuck is this shit? I looked at Eve. Once again, we're lasers and lace. Yes, we're all Eve players. We're going to talk about, like, Eve ship, and also we're going to have nights where we're talking about 3D printing and how some people in the scene and everything, you know, um, do this type of stuff. And we're not, we don't really want to talk about the war all the time because that's what everyone wants to fucking talk about. I don't want to talk about the war. I mm. mean, like, a couple times, but if you want, like, war gossip, go watch Trash Talk Tuesdays. It's, like, it's fucking amazing there. Um, yes. But Very funny. Just... And I am and I heard that Pandora Singularity, like, totally murdered somebody last Tuesday. Like, completely she just did. savagely. Oh, no. <laughs> did. Um, it was great. But, yeah, no. And look, uh, Ivy, someone is, uh, Oh, perfect. You already responded to them. Um, yeah, no, just uh, this is who we are. And, you know, like, if you don't like it, suck my dick for a limited time only. Um, like, you could, there's there's other people streaming Eve. Whatever. Fuck off. Well, watch I, them. Yeah, go watch we them. Do, if you want to be like, her yes, yeet the meat, guys. Yeet the meat. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, guys, who, who the fuck? We're going to end it on that. Who are we going to go raid? We're gonna raid people, and like we, like Mel said, if you don't like us, the door's over there because we don't care. But if you raid, do like us, like... please stick around. So, yeah, if you like us, Derek's new Eden post is actually redline. It's redline. We love redline. Redline's dope. Stop it. Redline. Um. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Don't. Let's go. Let's go raid. No, it's since this dude raided me on my own personal stream last night. Let's go raid my left arm. Apparently, he's like a high sec miner, so like, let's give the miner some love. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So my left arm, all one word, red line. Let's do this, and you know what? We are gonna play the outro song for all of you wonderful people. All right, but first, dance party. Wait, no, we're gonna do the regular outro. Welcome right. to lasers and lace. You've got the Lana and Ivy and Mal and sometimes Rain. Subscribe for free on Twitch TV with Prime Gaming. Lasers and lights. All right. Bye, guys. All right, we're going to do Dance Party. As he says, bye-bye.